Welcome to Interviews with Innocence, a podcast about spirituality, consciousness, and exploring the wisdom our children bring into this world. I believe that our very young children are our greatest teachers. After all, they're the masters of living in the present moment, bubbling in unconditional love, enjoying the messiness of life, and curious about the universe in all its dimensions. The pure essence that young children exhibit lives within all of us. My hope is that these interviews will help us discover, embrace, and connect with the sacred core of childhood that resides within each of our hearts. I am your host, Marla Hughes. Today, we have Mark Anthony back on the show. Mark, J.D., Psychic Explorer, also known as the Psychic Lawyer, is a fourth-generation psychic medium who communicates with spirits. He is an Oxford-educated attorney licensed to practice law in Florida, Washington, D.C., and before the United States Supreme Court. He's he's a featured speaker at conferences, expos, and universities, which include Brown, Columbia, Harvard, and Yale. Recently, his latest bestseller, The Afterlife Frequency, is the gold winner of the COVR Visionary Awards and was up for a Pulitzer and ranked by prettyprogressive.com as one of the top books about faith in God and Welcome back to the program, Mark. Do you think that things are changing and we're going in that direction? I know they are. Um, I'm part of Dr. Schwartz's, uh, Dr. Gary Schwartz's cell phone project, which is technology to communicate with spirits and the, the higher frequencies of the afterlife. And as much as I'd love to tell you about that, I'm not at liberty yes. to discuss it, but but um, an announcement is is forthcoming. Is, is it? Forthcoming. Well, I do get updates, so I'll, I'll look forward to that. So let's talk about your beautiful new book, The Afterlife Frequency. And you, you shared with me right before I hit the record button that you just found out it won an amazing award. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I've been very um, humbled and honored by by the reception to the afterlife frequency. It it won the um, Coalition of Visionary Resources the the cover award. It won first place, the gold award. Um, it was submitted for a Pulitzer Prize, and uh, I mean, when I got the notification from Columbia University, I was I was floored. Um, film icon and legend Shirley MacLaine. Uh, recommended it. That that was just a, a tremendous honor. It was designated by prettyprogressive.com as one of the top books about faith in God. And um, the week of this recording, I was just notified that it has been nominated for an OMI, O-M-M-I-E, an OMI award, uh, which is sponsored by OM Times Media and, and iSpirit Media as best metaphysical book of the year. So it, it's it's impacted so many people in such a positive way because it, it bridges the divide between faith and science. And it does more than that. I mean, it, it, it arcs the divide because for centuries we've had 
um, you know, think of like a, a boxing ring. In this corner, we have people of faith. And in this corner, we have people of science. And, you know, they've been at odds for, for centuries. But in the last hundred years plus, we've had the benefit of quantum physics. And quantum physics is beginning to prove that the concept of an electromagnetic soul, eternal life, and dimensions beyond our own are a lot more than fiction and that they are are indeed real. Wow. How do you think that will change the world? Well, the world needs changing. Yes. Um, the, here's the problem with the world. It's the people. <laughs> in now, this is everyone listen because this is a big statement. This is. It's the, it's the people in positions of power. Because like you, Marla, I've traveled all over the world. I've been, um, I've seen the richest of the rich and the poorest of the poor and, and everything in between. And I think 99%, maybe 99.8% of the people on this planet all want the same things. Yes. They want someone who loves them. They want a roof over their head. They want, you know, food on the table. They want their children to feel loved and safe. They want a neighborhood where they feel safe. They want job security. They want hearth and home. That's what people want. Yes. Unfortunately, powerful people who are bent on conquest, empire building, and everything is about ego all right the people that are in positions of power and they start these ridiculous wars these conquests these uh, persecutions um they they feed into fear uh, that's what the problem with the world is and you know we saw a glimmer of hope um and then this may sound very strange and and some people may may not like what i'm about to say but when the initial COVID lockdown happened, it was about six, six to eight weeks. And people were staying home. Every and we were all afraid. We were, we were very afraid. And what was happening? All over the world, all of a sudden, the scientists, the medical researchers were all sharing information and working together working together to let's find out what exactly this is. We know it's an, you know, um, we know it's a coronavirus. How can we combat it? How can we develop a, a, a vaccine? So for a brief moment in time, the world's brain trust, instead of trying to figure out how to destroy each other, we're actually working together. Well, people weren't using factories, uh, weren't, you know, uh, fossil fuel usage was down. Suddenly, people in Mumbai, India, in Beijing, China, could see the skyline because there was no air pollution. Dolphins were spotted in the canals of Venice, Italy, for the first time in 400 years. Um, in the U.S., park rangers started noticing um, resurgence of wildlife in areas they hadn't seen before. It was as if we saw that if we could put our brain trust to working to find clean energy sources instead of fossil fuels, you know, replace those. Don't don't you know limit our our productivity and our dependence on technology, but clean it up. Find um, more environmentally 
safe ways to produce food and put our scientists working together to share their intellect and their discoveries, think what this world could be like. But then all of a sudden, we have to reopen the country. We have to do this. And we slid right back into our old patterns of behaviors. And here we are. So the problem with the world isn't the scientist. It isn't the everyday person. It's the people who control the, the political and, and the, the, um, the economic and the military uh, you know, conglomerates. And the thing is, you know, I, I'm not a granola chewing, you know, kumbaya singing um, uh, you know, type of person. You know, I, I've been in the real world and I know that, that you know, people say money is evil. No, if you read the whole passage, it's the love of money is evil. I mean, you need everybody needs money. You have to put food on the table. You've got to care for your children. You know, it'd be nice to just go around all kumbayaing, but we don't live in that world. And and so if if we could put our our planet's brain trust to working together, that'd be great. And 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 I want to go a little bit further here. Um, I've been very, very honored in my life. I have met Neil Armstrong. I met Buzz Aldrin. I met John Glenn. Um, I met Bill Nelson, who's uh, who was went up in one of the uh, shuttles, space shuttles, and he's now the head of NASA. And I met uh, Mike Foreman, who was a pilot for for one of the space shuttles. But I was privileged to have about a twenty minute conversation with John Glenn. It was amazing. I mean, there he was. And I was, you know, I was exciting. Yeah, I was in law school. I just walked up to him and he was a senator at the time. I go, Senator Glenn, I'm a huge fan of yours. And he goes, well, where are you from? I said, um, and I told him and he said, oh, and he started talking about, you know, this one Italian restaurant called Alma's. I go, yeah, we used to go to Alma's. And, yeah. and, and, and I said, what was it like? He said, Mark. And he was the nicest guy. He was such a nice guy. He said, when you're up there, and when I looked down and I saw the earth and how alive it was and how fragile it looked floating in this black void, he goes, I realize that's the only place we have to live. And you know what's amazing, Marla, is last summer when William Shatner, a.k.a. Captain Kirk, I think he went up and was with the Blue Horizon, he said almost the identical thing. Right. And got teary-eyed. And, he was crying. And, you know, here's Captain yeah. Kirk crying. I never want to get over this. And and I recall um, 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 seeing Buzz Aldrin talk about that, too. All the astronauts, Edgar Mitchell, who founded the Institute of Noetic Sciences, they all say that. And wouldn't it be nice if all these people that are so hell-bent on destroying us could just get that glimpse and realize, hey, guys, girls, this is a finite globe we're living on and you guys can kill it. So, so true. Wow. You know, I, I've actually had a few people from on the show from the Noetic Sciences Institute or Institute of Noetic Sciences. And I just find it's just so fascinating um, to go back just a second for what you're talking about in terms of the changes when everything shut down over the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, um, David, um, is it Attenborough? Attenborough? Sure, David Attenborough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, okay, good. I so I will put a link to to his work. 
but his show, the day the the day the world changed or the year the yes. world changed, it yes. is exactly. And and please, listeners, if you don't do anything other than just go out and watch that, it's just mind blowing. Yes. Um, so much of what you just said. So I would love to talk about um something in your book that that I was just it's so simple yet it's so important it's the raft technique for people to be able to they themselves become more aware and connect to the spiritual realm so can you tell us um about that certainly um not everyone's a medium or a psychic just like not everyone's a world-class olympic athlete or a great guitar player or a mathematician but we can all do those things to vary varying you know degrees and even though not everyone's a psychic or a medium, everyone is capable of having a psychic and mediumistic experience. And in the afterlife frequency, I explain the physiology, the physiological reasons why. But on a more practical level, um, Marla, I was trying to figure out how do I explain this? And so here I was, I was in my office and I'm working at the computer and uh, I was working on the afterlife frequency, the manuscript for it, and I hit the dreaded writer's block. You know, and you know, the thing that always torques me off is whenever I schedule an entire day just to work on my book, it's like nothing. <laughs> it's, you know, it's when I got tons of appointments, that's when I get all these great ideas. So I'm sitting there, and the one thing I know about writer's block is walk away. Because if you sit there, it's just an exercise in frustration. And I live near the ocean. So I thought, well, I'll walk up the street and take a walk on the beach. So I'm heading down my drive and I also get these cold chills and tingles. Now, I know that to be electromagnetic activity. So I'm feeling, okay, spirits are afoot, you know, which I think is fascinating. And I get nudged to head in the opposite direction, away from the ocean toward this bike path that's near my house. So I'm walking down the bike path. It's around 11 in the morning. And I see these two objects shining in the light. And I walk up to them and I look down and it's a nickel and a penny. So I go to pick them up and, and both my parents have passed, but now I hear my mom's voice. And, and I hear her say, if their head's down, it's bad luck. And I burst out laughing because the Italian side of my family has a superstition for all occasions. And then I hear my dad's waspy side of the family. I hear my dad saying, it's money, grab it. So I'm laughing, okay, because I'm hearing my parents and I'm laughing because, you know, and the cold chills are, are tingling through me and I'm looking at the nickel and the penny. I go, oh, six cents. And then I go, six cents. I go, okay, okay. I'll go, all right, mom and dad, what's going on here? Now the cold chills and tingles really intensify and I get this image in my mind's eye of my father standing in the ocean up to his waist. Now, dad was a Navy SEAL. He was a scuba diver, but he was also a swimming instructor. He taught all these little kids how to swim, myself included. And he's holding this blue raft, this canvas raft that had these like yellow rubber, you know, bumpers on the side. And I remember that raft when we were kids. And then I heard my parents' voices in, in unison say, Mark, teach people to recognize the presence of spirits, accept the contact is real, feel it without overthinking, trust the message. I go, R-A-F-T, raft. And I go, oh my God. And so I run home, Marla, and, and the well, writer's block was gone and the words just started flying out of me. And then I just, like, I wrote like you know, 10, 12 paragraphs. I mean, and, you know, 
And and they and then I realized they walked me through it. They didn't just tell me, they walked me through it. So I had writer's block. I felt the cold chills and tingles. I went with it. I saw the coins. I heard their voices. So I recognized the signs from the spirits. I had the sixth, sixth sense. I accepted the contact as real. I felt it without overthinking it. It's the third step where people go wrong. Oh, this is a coincidence. This grief-induced hallucination. Oh, I'm imagining this. Boom. That's where people will, will, will torpedo um, the raft technique every time and the beauty of a spiritual message. Don't overthink, feel. Go with what you feel first and then trust the message. And that's what happened. So I recognized, accepted, felt, and trusted the message. And in the afterlife frequency, I give people exercises how to work with this. Because once you start doing that, it will um, become second nature. And I mean, I get emails from people all the time saying, you know, I've been using that raft technique. And I used to think that this blinking light um, was just a fluke. And now I know that it's the spirit because spirits are electromagnetic activity, you know, um, uh, energy, and they can uh, affect the activities of electrical devices. The last step, trust. Messages from spirits are about peace, love, healing, and resolution. Getting back to what we spoke about earlier. They're not about anger, bigotry, hatred, and violence. So if you get some feeling that you need to, oh, and it's spiritually, you need to go hurt somebody. No, that's your ego. A message from the divine, messages from spirits are about peace, love, healing, and resolution. And then there's the unfolding. Think of a reading or um, a message from a spirit, like a flower blooms, blossoms, unfolds. And that can take hours, days, weeks, even longer. I was doing a reading for this woman and her mother had passed, her spirit comes through and the mother spirit says, uh, I guess she's talking about a seven-year-old boy, a boy, he looks like he's around seven, but he's here in this world and something going on with his eyes or eyesight and you need to get him to the eye doctor. And she said, well, that's interesting. She goes, I don't have children, but my sister has a seven-year-old son, it's her only child, and, and I'm very close to him and to my sister. I said, your mom said, get him to an eye doctor. And now I'm hearing um, little Richard singing, tutti frutti, ah, Rudy, tutti frutti, ah, Rudy. And she goes, well, that doesn't make any sense at all. She goes, yeah, I know little Richard is. We're not really fans. I go, look, I'm just transmitting the message. She goes, okay. Well, a month later, Marla, I get an email and she said, Mark, you're not going to believe this. But I told my sister, you know, about what happened in the reading. She said, yeah, my son's been complaining about blurred vision, and I've been thinking about taking him to the eye doctor. Let's take him. And she said, so the three of us, my sister, my seven-year-old nephew, and I went to the um, eye doctor, and as soon as we walked in the office on the radio, it started playing Tutti Frutti, Ah Rudy by Little Richard. Now. How yes. often do you hear that song? I, I know, and, and I yeah. love it when people say, oh, you just, oh, that could happen to anyone. Really? Let's do the odds of that song out of all the songs. I don't think I've ever heard that song on the radio. <laughs> but here's the thing. Let's examine this now using the science I present in the afterlife frequency. Um, spirits being pure electromagnetic um, energy, and I don't want to go through a whole quantum physics lecture. 
And I want people to understand my book is not a boring science book. No, it's not at all. It it's reads very like a readable, very yeah. interesting. Yeah, it reads like a juicy novel. I, I suffered through enough boring books in the practice of law. I'm not going to do that to anybody. So, an electromagnetic soul, spirits can see past, present, and future because since Einstein's theory of relativity all the way up through quantum physicists today, it is believed that on the subatomic, the quantum level, and quantum is electromagnetic energy, which means everything, you, me, this book, the air we're breathing, the radio waves, this show is being broadcast on, the rings of Saturn are all at the um, below the molecular, below the atomic, below the electron, proton, neutron, but on the most basic electromagnetic level are all electromagnetic energy. And on the subatomic level, time as we know it doesn't exist. So the mother's electromagnetic soul comes through and says, hey, my grandson needs glasses or something's going on with his eyes. Get him to the eye doctor. And to verify that you're doing the right thing, I am going to tell you which song will be playing because as electromagnetic energy, I can see or feel or know what radio, what's being broadcast on the radio, because guess what? Radio waves are also electromagnetic energy. And so when you see things like that happen, that isn't a coincidence. That is spiritual synchronicity. And just like my dad told me when I was an eight-year-old boy, everything is explainable. And ultimately, that explanation will be rooted in science, even the spiritual. Yes. I I know Dr. Mary O'Neill, who had a profound orthopedic surgeon, profound near-death experience, said that science and spiritual and the spirit, they one cannot be itself without the other. That the the science explains how and the spiritual explains why. And I just found it so, um, I thought that was just really interesting. And the frequency part, when you're speaking with spirit, from my understanding, is that their frequency is so high in the spirit world. And our frequency is, you know, we have this, this mass and this heavy earthly body and and I'm assuming that as you begin to use more and more of this wrath technique, which I found it really interesting because the more I used it, I started getting those tingles. Yeah. I was so excited the first day that happened. I was like, oh, it's happening to me. It's really true. It's happening. And it happens more and more often. So you become more aware and more in tune and your life really how you walk in your life really changes or it, it certainly has for me uh yes a hundred percent hundred percent the more you well it's like any skill the more you yes, you yes. work with it the, the better you get at it i mean you know michelangelo didn't paint the sistine chapel the first day that he started painting you know um um, Jimi Hendrix didn't, you know, be Jimi Hendrix the first time he picked up a guitar. It, it takes time for people to develop the, the skills. And it's the same thing with spirit communication. And what it shows us, which I believe is very comforting, is that our loved ones in spirit are energetically connected to us because everything is energetically linked. 
And they know when we're grieving, they, they can feel that it's what I call a frequency beacon. You're, you're thinking about somebody so heavily and you're emitting a thought, which is an electromagnetic impulse. Spirits pick up on that. Think of it like this. The other side is FM energy. We live in AM energy. All right. Two systems, both using frequency and vibration, but sometimes they overlap. All right. We raise our vibrational frequency. They bring theirs down. You get a frequency match. And that is the essence of spirit contact. Love it. So you were a different, you know, you were a child that definitely had saw spirit and which most children do. But if you could take a walk with your five, six-year-old self, what would you say? Buy Amazon. <laughs> I had one other person, David McGridley. He said buy, he said buy Apple. <laughs> uh, buy Amazon. Remember this, Amazon, Apple, Tesla, Netflix. No. <laughs> <laughs> What words of wisdom um, <laughs> and financial, <laughs> spiritual words of wisdom, Bob? Oh, uh, uh, sorry. The lawyer, see, yeah, the lawyer snuck out of the cage. Um, <laughs> but that's a good question. What would I say to, to uh, my five-year-old self? Um, I would say, learn from Dr. Seuss. Why blend in when you are born to stand out, okay? Be who you are. Don't be afraid to be who you are, but also don't be arrogant about it. Be humble, but be happy with who you are. That's what I would say. Well, Mark, thank you so much for coming on the show. And um, if people want to find you, how would they go about doing that? Well, it's it's go to my website, which is afterlifefrequency.com, just like my book, The Afterlife Frequency. And I invite everyone to, when they go to my website, to sign up for my newsletter. So it'll be up to date because I always have something, uh, some events happening. I'm traveling. I've got online um, spirit communication events. You can find out about my weekly show, The Psychic and the Doc, which airs every Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, and all times in between and on either side. Also, you can um, you can subscribe to Best Holistic Life magazine by visiting bestholisticlife.com. You can find all this on my website, also about signing up for readings and, and about ordering my books. So uh, everything that you want to find out about what I'm doing and the services that I offer, please visit my website, afterlifefrequency.com. And Marla, I want to thank you so very much for having me on, on your show. I've been really looking forward to this. Uh, I know when we met at uh, Helping Parents Heal and at the International Association for Near-Death Studies, you know, it was so quick and we only had a few minutes to talk, but it, we always... Uh, uh, had a couple laughs, and I'm glad that we we had the opportunity to to spend some time here. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in. God bless you all. Thank you, Mark. Thank you so much, and you have a great rest of the day. Thank you so much for listening in today. 
If you want to learn more about the show, you can find us at interviewswithinnocence.com and on Facebook or Instagram at interviewswithinnocence. Please write me a message. Tell me what you liked and let me know what else you would like to hear. I would love to hear from you. And if you liked what you heard, please leave us an iTunes rating and review. It helps other listeners find the show. Thank you. Thank you.